0: Welcome back in our number two of the program here on Friday, Feast Friday, Feast Weekend, and it's going to be rain and thunderstorms tonight. So if you want to get to the Feast, get there early today. And uh, thanks to Gazelle for bringing back some malasadas. Uh, even though even though I'm uh, on this on this diet and I'm not supposed to eat carbs, I think I just spent my, my carbs for the day on just a little piece of the malasada. I didn't even eat a whole half of one. They're huge. But I uh, I ate less than half of one, but that's probably all my all my carbs for the day. I've actually uh, been saving my carbs till the end of the day. I'm not supposed to have 100 grams a day, been saving it for the end of the day, for after dinner because I got some carb smart ice cream, and it is very good. One thing that I have noticed in this this weight loss journey here is that the sugar free stuff of today is a lot better tasting than the sugar free stuff of, you know, a few years ago. And one one other thing that I've learned too is that I don't really need sweetness in, in a lot of parts of my life. So for example, I drink tea while I'm on the air. Because I like to have a hot beverage that will help, you know, keep my throat clear and keep my nasal passages clear and all that, because I can get a little nasally, so I like to have, you know, a hot beverage, but coffee makes me uh little, little belchy. So I, I try not to drink that. Sometimes, uh, you know, I'm forced to have coffee just because I need even more of a caffeine boost, but generally I'm drinking tea. And we have a Keurig here with a bunch of different types of tea. I usually go for the Earl Grey, but sometimes I have the green tea. And I stopped using sugar in my coffee and my tea a long time ago. So what I use is Splenda. But I've also discovered since I started doing this whole weight loss, plan, I don't even need the Splenda. I just drink the straight Earl gray or green tea. And that's, that's fine for me. But when it comes to, you know, I'm a, I'm a soda drinker and I've, I drink a lot less than I used to. I used to be able, I'm not kidding. I would kill a 12 pack in a day sometimes, but now I might have one, one a day and not, every day. But I started going with the, let me turn my computer sound off there. I started going to the Coke Zero and it took me a couple of days to get used to the difference, but now I think that it tastes perfectly fine. And and Pepsi Zero Sugar tastes even more like regular Pepsi than Coke Zero tastes like regular Coke. And I was never much of a Pepsi person except for Mountain Dew, but I'll drink the Pepsi Zero Sugar and I would like the Mountain Dew Zero Sugar uh, the Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar Sprite Zero Sugar they're all very good they have a little bit of a aftertaste when you first try them but you get used to it pretty quickly and so I'm like good I'm glad I can still have that as rare as I do you know yesterday I had a Greek salad for lunch and I had a Coke Zero with it And that's because I'm hitting that midday. I need some caffeine push. So, and then I, um, I bought strawberries and I was rolling the strawberries in Hershey's zero sugar chocolate syrup, which was also very good. So yeah, you can enjoy some of that stuff. And again, it's, the taste is a little bit off, but not enough that it it ruins your enjoyment of, of the product. Got a Snapchat message during the... News break or or before it from uh, Paul in Dartmouth who said, what happened to Kate Robinson, the news lady? Uh, Well, Paul, you you must have missed it. And if anybody else missed it, Kate moved back to Vietnam. And every time that I say that to somebody, they say, I had no idea that she was Vietnamese. No, no, no. She used to live in Vietnam before, uh, but she had moved back here a few years ago, you know, a few years before coming to work for us. And then. You know, she had an offer to go back there and move in with some friends and get involved in a new project out there. So she said that sounds exciting. And Kate has wanderlust. I don't think it's a, a secret. She loves traveling the world. I think she gets antsy if she stays in one place for too long. So she wanted to go back to Vietnam. So she's out there now. And she will said she'd check in with us when she gets settled in. So you'll hear her on the airwaves again. She'll, she'll call in to let us know how things are going over there in Vietnam. Uh, but... That's where she's gone, just in case you know you hadn't heard about that. Uh, also, if you hadn't heard about the story that we have at WBSM.com and on the app, uh, Gilly Safiolis has filed an assault charge against New Bedford City Councilor-at-Large Naomi Carney. So this resulted in an incident that happened at the licensing board meeting on July 24th, in which the licensing board voted to ban NIPs. Uh, But obviously it was a very packed room and I misspoke or I misread the police report that's in my hand right here, right now. So uh, I apologize to to Gilly for getting it incorrect, which I have a correct in, in my story, I believe. But Gilly was in the room. Counselor Carney came into the room and said to him, where are your signs? Because as you know, Gilly is famous for his signs that he brings with him to city council meetings. And then during the course of the meeting, she was sitting on the bench. She told me she couldn't see, so she wanted to get a better view and and hear better what was going on. So she put her feet on the bench and sat down on the back of the bench. So what would normally go against your back, she was sitting on top of that. And Gilly said to her, you know, that's, what are you doing? That's not how a lady should sit. She took exception to that. Told him to mind his own business. You know, I'm paraphrasing there. And she just, you know, wanted to pay attention to the meeting. And Gilly pulled out his phone to take a picture of her sitting that way. And she reached over and slapped the phone out of his hand. And so he had the option of filing an assault charge. He said that he would not file it if she gave him a written apology, which she did. And then... He called her up the other day and asked her for a favor. He asked her to put a question on, uh, to to file a motion on the floor of the city council to have a ballot question put on the November ballot regarding the term limits for the city councilors. Now, as you know, the citizen effort for that with uh, with Catherine Adamowitz and Paul Hankins failed, for lack of a better term. Because they were not given the proper information at the beginning. They didn't get the proper information at the beginning. So, and Jack Splane has a a lengthy column about it today at uh, newbedfordlight.org where you can read into it and get some of the more updated information to that side of things. But Gilly wanted her to put the question on, uh, you know, have the question go before the city councilors, as he said when he called in, not to have it, you know, necessarily pass or not pass but to have a discussion about it so that we would know where the city councilors stand on the issue. Because until a few days ago, we hadn't really known where the councilors stood on the issue until they started coming on the radio with us and sharing their thoughts on it. So, uh, and as we've heard, you know, Councilor Carney said yesterday that she didn't want to put her name on the petition, that she wouldn't vote for term limits. She's not in favor of term limits, but she wants to find out why things broke down in this process uh councilor abrus said the same thing he wants to know why things broke down in the process and so there there will be a hearing with the council I mean, it seems that there's enough interest from the counselors to hold a hearing to find out exactly what happened so gilly asked her to to file this motion and he said you know that, you know i didn't file charges against you can you file you know will you file this this motion And as I was saying before, Counselor Carney is characterizing that as blackmail. Gilly is characterizing that as asking for a favor. And as I said to Gilly when he called, that is a, you know, that's a fine line or a slippery slope for some people. You know, are you asking as a constituent to say, can you put this question on? And then gently reminding them something like oh well you know i'm just asking for a favor i did you a favor or are you saying file this motion or else i will press charges so there's there's some nuance there into how it how it portrays uh, and this is going to go before probably a magistrate i would think and that's going to be the the question that they're going to ask because if Th- that doesn't have anything to do with the situation where she knocked the phone out of his hand, but it does if that's the, you know, with the impetus for going down and filing the charges. Which, that's that's the impetus. He said that. That's why he went down and filed the charges. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM.
2: Uh, good morning, Tim. This How are you? Is Paul Hankins. How are you doing this hey, morning? Hey, Paul. How are you doing? I don't know. I'm so confused here. <laughs> uh, this has uh, really gotten out of hand. um... All stemming from a simple question: Do I have a right to vote on something? Uh, this is this is insane. <laughs> uh, but uh, I do want to say that we are continuing our our efforts to get the city council to consider this and the mayor. And it's not that the process itself is convoluted and and complicated, but getting started is not. The city council can put uh, a. a uh, a question to the mayor saying we want to have a commission uh, uh, question on the ballot. Mm -hmm. They can do that by eight out of 11, uh, two-thirds. The mayor can say, yes, this is a good idea. Then it goes to the attorney general. The attorney general says this is legal. It comes back to the city council. The city council has an open meeting law. And so we get up there. They can get up on their soapbox and scream. They want to hear the people. And then they can vote by a simple majority, put the question commission uh, uh, charter commission on the ballot. And at the same time, they need uh, uh, commissioners to, to be nominated. And that's it.
0: And if they do that, if the council does it, it eliminates the need for you to get the 9,000 signatures or whatever we don't need it was.
2: 9,000 signatures. We don't need a legislative process to make a special law. Now if the city council refuses to do this, we have another option and God help me. Here we go again with a petition. We can say what it says with 10 registered voters, plus what it takes to nominate one, uh, uh, commissioner, which is 200. So it's 210 signatures. We can suggest to the city council that they, they do this. And, the whole power lies with the city council, and, and I, I don't understand why we have a, a tempest in the tree, a teapot. Because we're now no longer talking about term limits. This this cannot go on the ballot by itself. They have to go through a commission, and the commission can take up things like term limits, a uh, procedure for recalling uh, 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 elected officials, and they can even stick in a little thing that says every 10 years we want to have a review of the of the charter so Mm -hmm. that if something isn't working we can get rid of it if it is we can keep it it's not as horrible the horrible part is finding commissioners that are capable of looking at this thing and making the suggestions
0: right yeah that'll be that'll be a whole process unto itself but counselor carney did say yesterday that she supports the idea of a charter review and that If she is lucky enough to be reelected in November, then she – and I don't mean that, you know, if she's fortunate enough. I'm not saying, like, she would be lucky to to get voted back in, but she's, you know, saying I'm not taking it for granted that I will be. But that if she is, that next year she will seek the council presidency, and as part of that, she will seek to have this Charter Review Commission created.
2: Well, yeah, You have to forgive me when I say I've heard the talk, Mm -hmm. the talk, let's do the walk and the walk. Not in November, not in January. Let's do it now. They can
0: initiate this now. Yeah, they have the time to get it done, but they have to and, do it now.
2: And, and the hard part is finding the, uh, the commissioners. So we have ourselves a nice big drive and sit out in front of the city hall and get these, these uh, people done by, by nomination. It's, it's not as complicated to get it started as it is to, to do the work itself. But you can't do the work unless you get started.
0: Well when I have uh, when I have council president Morad on later I'm certainly going to ask her you know where she stands on getting this going because she's the one that can really be the impetus for it.
2: Right and tell her it's no longer just a a, a term limits problem. She she's been screaming about controlling the uh, city hall with this four year mayor thing. They can have that on the ballot. They can have a recall recall item on the ballot uh, on the uh, commissioner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, having a charter yeah, review uh, would allow yeah. you to... The whole, the whole thing can be reviewed.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, and it's not just those few items. Whatever people think that the charter is outdated.
0: And, and mm-hmm. as as Councillor Carney said, they don't even have the current charter up online. Like the one that people can read now still says that it's a two-year mayoral term. So just not, you know, who's going to be the person in charge of, of putting that back up there? That's a question that needs to be answered by this commission. <laughs> well,
2: there are so many, so many uh uh, problems and you know I'm, I'm very disappointed with the mayor when he said that uh, there'll be no investigation into all this mess there needs to be an investigation and since he's not going to do it we are going to continue our efforts with the attorney general and ask for an, an investigation because we feel our rights have been violated and you know we, as he said she said baloney is it's, it's got to go we want an outside opinion
0: Well, certainly keep us up to date with that and what you hear back from the Attorney General's office.
2: Okay. And again, keep calling the mayor, keep calling the city council. And uh, if you need any updates, call me at 508-996-0001. And I'll do my best to to keep people informed of what we're doing.
0: Were you the first person to get a telephone number in New Bedford? How'd you get that number?
2: Uh, Well, they took one look at me and they said, we've got to keep it simple for this guy. (laughs)
0: Because he's not a lawyer. Uh, there you go all right thank you paul thank you for the update you have a great day
2: all right thanks
0: tim for letting me rant and rave all right and uh we will uh, certainly talk more about that when we come back but right now i've got to take my first break of this hour before i do that though i want to tell you about my friends over at precision window and kitchen the storms are coming in today you're gonna to have to batten down the hatches but You could also have the hatches updated and improved by calling Precision Window and Kitchen. I don't know if they technically do hatches, but they do everything else. They can replace your windows. So when that rain starts beating down, if you notice your windows are leaking, Well, they can take care of that. They can also replace your roof. You will definitely realize if your roof is leaking when we have torrential downpours, they can fix that as well. They can do anything that you need inside the house. They can replace your, they can give you a full kitchen remodel, a full bathroom remodel. They can replace all your entryway doors. Whatever it is that you need that makes your home the way that you want it to be. They can even take care of the outside, too. How about some nice vinyl siding so that on a day like today when it is going to rain, it's going to wash off all that dirt and dust that's been accumulating. And, of course, you can always just go out there with the hose and blast it yourself. Nothing feels better. As someone who has had vinyl siding, nothing feels better than being able to go outside and just rinse off your house with a nice high-pressure hose and saying, Wow. It looks like brand new, and you can have that with vinyl siding from Precision Window and Kitchen. All of these services and more, you can find out about what they offer by stopping by their showroom at 1111 A Cushion Avenue and talking with them about some of the things they can do for you, or you can go online at precisionwindowandkitchen.com. You can see some of the work that they have done, and you can put in all your information for ha- to have them come out and give you a free Estimate, So it won't even cost you anything to have them come down and talk with you about what they can do for your home. Again, precisionwindowandkitchen.com. And uh, we'll take a break and be back in a few moments. And a reminder that if you have not yet entered your name in, you can go to wbsm.com right now or the WBSM app, and you can enter to win a pair of tickets to see George Clinton and Parliament Funkadelic. It's happening at MGM Music Hall at Fenway on August 17th. So we are giving away a pair a day for the next couple of days. So if you want to win tickets to see George Clinton and Parliament Funkadelic and hear all of their classic hits, Atomic Dog, Flashlight, Give Up the Funk, uh, so many great songs that um, I'm sure they'll play them all because that's the point of this tour, right? Going out and having a good time. If you want to enter to win, just go to our site. You can click up in the upper top, you know, win George Clinton tickets or uh, I'm sorry, win P-Funk tickets and... You can uh, also go over to our app and hit the button in the middle, too. No matter which way you go, just enter in all your information. That's going to put you into the drawing. When it comes time to draw the winner later on this morning, all those names get put into an auto generator. The, it just automatically, randomly selects a winner. And then uh, we will have Casey send you an email. In that email, there's some paperwork for you to sign digitally. You send that back to Casey, and she will send you your virtual tickets. You don't even have to come down to the studio to pick them up. So if you want to win, enter now at WBSM.com or on the app. Now it's time to go into the newsroom with
3: Adam Bass. Former President Trump says it's a sad day for America. So if
2: you can't beat him, you persecute him or you prosecute him. We can't let this happen in
3: America. He made those comments Thursday after pleading not guilty to criminal charges connected to his alleged efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election. Speaking from the airport in Virginia, Trump says he thinks the case is a persecution against a political opponent by President Joe Biden. Senate Democrats are asking Supreme Court Justice Samuel Alito to recuse himself from ethics and tax cases. The letter from Senate Judiciary Committee Democrats to Chief Justice John Roberts follows Alito mentioning to the Wall Street Journal that he thinks Congress should not be involved in the highest court's ethics rules. He said that the Congress doesn't have the authority to, quote, regulate the Supreme Court. Tennessee State Representatives Justin Jones and Justin Pearson are back in office after a special election. The Republican-dominated state house expelled the two Democrats back in April after they took part in a protest on the House floor in favor of stronger gun laws following the mass shooting that killed six people in a Christian school. There's some disruptions this morning on the Long Island Railroad following yesterday's train derailment. Crews are still making track repairs in Queens. It's unclear yet what caused the eight cars to jump the track on a train that left Grand Central Terminal for Hempstead. It derailed near Hillside late yesterday morning, and more than a dozen people were hurt, with some left with serious injuries, but none life-threatening. Two Navy sailors from the United States are accused for spying of China. The U.S. attorney, Martin Estrada, says the petty officer Wenhen Zhao allegedly received $15,000 for sending information to Chinese intelligence officers. Petty officer Zhao agreed to transmit and did in fact send sensitive U.S. military information to the intelligence officer working for the People's Republic of China. Another sailor, Jin Chao Wei, was also arrested for sending weapon plans from the ship he was serving on. Assistant Attorney General Matt Olson of the Justice Department said because of the sailor's sensitive military info ended up in the hands of the People's Republic of China. Six former Mississippi police officers are pleading guilty to charges related to the torture of two black men. The victims filed a lawsuit and claimed back in January, the six white officers entered the home they were in and tortured them for nearly two hours before one of them was shot in the mouth. On Thursday, those officers pled guilty to charges, including conspiracy against rights, deprivation of rights, obstruction of justice, and discharge of a firearm during a crime violence. And grab some milk. It's National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day. Brie Dennis has more.
0: It's a drop cookie created in Massachusetts at the Toll House Inn. Yes, that's where it started. Nestle bought the recipe from Ruth Wakefield in 1939 for a lifetime supply of chocolate. It is America's favorite cookie, but it's not the world's favorite. That goes to Oreo, also good. On this National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day, remember that chocolate lowers blood pressure, prevents liver damage, and boosts brain power. I'm Bree Tennis, NBC News Radio.
3: In sports, it's game day for the Boston Red Sox as they're home at Fenway Park for a game against the Toronto Blue Jays tonight at 7.10 p.m. And now, here's your ABC6 local weather forecast.
0: Expect spot showers and breezy conditions as we head through today, reaching a high near 78. As we head into about the 5 o'clock hour, thunderstorms start to move through the area. Be aware of this as you're heading out tonight. We do expect some heavy downpours at times and lightning to be an issue. Overnight, those storms move out low of 67 and for tomorrow, partly sunny, humid, high of 81. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM.
3: It's currently 71 degrees right now in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date. With New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app.
1: Starting the South Coast off right each morning. It's a beautiful morning. It's the Tim Weisberg Show. Weekdays from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. right here on WBSM.
0: and see what I can do for you. 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in. We were talking about the fact that Gilly Safiolis has now filed assault charges against city councilor Naomi Carney. You can read about that at WBSM.com. We also have the story that Carlos de Oliveira, who has been named as one of the co-defendants indicted alongside President Donald Trump in the documents case uh, that he actually spent some time living in New Bedford. So there's that connection. If you want to read about that at WBSM.com and on the app, Michael Rock also had the story yesterday that um, Michael Panagakis, who is, you know, Panagakis development, they have a lot of uh, property that they own on the South coast, a lot of commercial property. They actually own the, they own the former Dunkin' Donuts location here at the corner of, what's it, uh, Alden Road and, Route 6, Huddleston Ave, I think. Um, I think I got my streets right. But the one over here, the old one before it moved next to McDonald's, and it's been sitting empty ever since, well, it appears that Starbucks wants to move in. That's going to be a Starbucks location, but to make it a Starbucks location, they're going to have to take down the former Dunkin' Donuts building. No surprise there. But they're also going to have to take down the Tropical Smoothie Cafe. And that means Tropical Smoothie is going to be looking for another location. So uh, the owner of Tropical Smoothie talked to Michael Rock yesterday and, you know, talked about the plans to, to, to relocate. But uh, the spot that's over there now would be for a Starbucks that would have a drive through and you would be, you know, able to have your choice. Do you want Dunkin' across the street or do you want Starbucks on the corner. And uh, Starbucks has had such success in New Bedford on Cogsall Street that they are looking to expand to more locations. And so th- this is a perfect fit for them. There will be a public hearing on the matter uh, coming up at the end of the month here in Fairhaven. Uh, but um, I was, I sent an email to Mike Panagakis and he let me know that, you know, and, and if this doesn't work out, he's has, his other, there have other people that are interested in that location. But, you know, Starbucks seems to be, the logical choice for going in there. I think people looked at that and said, why isn't that a Starbucks or a Mary Lou's or some other coffee place since it's, it's kind of built for that? But they're going to be taking it all down and, and rebuilding from scratch. Uh, I think Jessica Machado will be very happy about that. She is a Starbucks fan, although she gets one before she gets on the highway and comes here. I think she'll like to know that she can get one right around the corner so uh that'll that'll be very interesting 508-996-0500 good morning you're on wbsm
4: morning mr weisberg how are you good i only called in to ask you one thing sure i i'm still waiting i'm at the gas station (laughs) um i would really like your opinion on todd lunday's
0: book did you ever read it i got i got a copy of it i started reading it but hadn't i uh, didn't get to finish it um i thought that it was you know for what it was at the time you have to understand that they were dealing with not all the information either like we we have so much more information now but for what it was at a time it seems like the, he he probably had uh the most definitive information out of anybody well
4: and don't forget he was there at the time that was all happening fresh everything was right there mm-hmm. whatever evidence they did have was right there so And I thought he wrote it very well. I, I hope you read it all. And if you find anything that you disagree with at any point, you'd have to try to remember why it bothered you. Because I'm going to ask you, how did you get over that? Or how did you get over that? Sure. Because everything he said to me, that's what really convinced me. Nothing's changed.
0: Have you, so have, I, you ever, you- have you ever gone through the Lizzie Borden source book? Have you ever read that book?
4: Uh, I don't know. I have quite a few books of it. I got, I have them put away because I've read them all so many times. But every now and then uh, in the winter when I'm bored with nothing to do, I'll put one of them out and I go over it again. And, you know, no matter how many times you even read a book, you always find something else in there. Mm-hmm that you kind of overlooked it a little bit, you know, or you forgot
0: about. What What I would recommend so, is it, they they have should have a copy at the library of the Lizzie Borden source book. I would s- recommend going through that. That's all the newspaper accounts of the day, and it's just fascinating to read the way that they treated her in the press, and, and they could get away with it in those days because, you know, nobody – they had her convicted in the press before she'd even had a trial. I mean, the yeah. language that they used was just astounding. Yeah.
4: Well, I, I kind of was just only – a little bit on her side until I saw, and Todd's book was the last one that I got from a yard sale. It's an original book. And, and and when I read that, I said, you know something, everything that man said, at every point, I checked it off. I said, you can't change this, what he said. You can't change that. Every single thing made so much sense. Like one fact about, uh, Abby was killed upstairs first, and Mr. Borden was out of the house, I think, I don't know, two hours or something like that. Mm-hmm. So that murderer... Had to hide in that house somewhere without being seen for two whole freaking hours? Yeah. Where was he going to go? I mean, at, at that's just one point that bothered me. And how from the outside of the house, across the street, the neighbors and all, no one saw anybody coming in or going out. He was lucky enough to get in and out after killing two people. And nobody saw him. I mean, you, you really, I hope you have a chance to read it all.
0: I will. The problem is I had it on my other computer and then that computer kind of died. So I got to put it onto the new computer.
4: Oh, yeah, well, I have mine, I have mine too, but I I actually have that book, so I have, I have a lot of Lizzie books, and, and uh, I got lucky that I didn't have to pay very much, because I think two or three of them were gifts from my children, and they knew how obsessed I was.
0: A, a friend of mine who is a Borden scholar said she's going to start selling off some of her collection, because she's getting up there in age, Really, she wants to see people that are going to appreciate it actually use it, so I'll let you know if anything good goes oh. up.
4: Oh, wonder what she has. And not only that, but if there wasn't a fire at that museum in Fall River, a lot of their stuff, Lizzie's dress was in there,
1: mm-hmm.
4: a, lot of, a lot of nice, I would have loved to have seen it, and then, you know, reading about the fire there was, death a
0: Yeah, the skeleton was there, the skeleton that they found, you know, not that far from the boarding house of, uh, of a, a skeleton covered in armor.
4: Yes, I think I did hear something about that, and something about also uh, from uh, Port these men that had an action was hanging around in the woods and doing stuff, and they were trying to accuse him, too. Yeah. But they didn't arrest him because they didn't have
0: anything. So my friend, one of the things that she has, because, she again, she collects all things Borden. She has personal letters that were written between members of the family that lived in, like, Swansea and, you know, out, out with the wow. other Bordens out that way. And in those messages, in those letters, it actually mentions an inappropriate relationship between Andrew and Lizzie. So that's the only, like, real Mention yeah. of it that we have going back to that time.
4: Well what about later, after it was all over and she bought the new house and all that and she was hanging around with that that actress named mm-hmm. Nancy yeah, O'Neill. Nancy O'Neill, yeah. Now there was a story about their love affair too. Uh since Lizzie never really didn't have any dates with men or from whatever I heard, I mean I kinda believe that part of the story
0: yeah I guess death. i I believe she did have uh I believe she did have a boyfriend I've heard that she had a boyfriend at the time of the murders, but obviously he probably he probably dumped her when the, when she got accused of that but um I know that you know there was enough there something happened where Emma moved out of Maplecroft yeah when Nancy O'Neill was staying there Neal. so people yeah. think that yeah that there was you know she didn't approve yeah. of what was going on between the two of them yep uh,
4: Emma I believe Emma took off because she didn't like what, the way Lizzie was living at that point with that woman living there too mm-hmm and all that crap. But boy, what a time to live in way back then, huh?
0: Yeah. So do you do anything to observe the anniversary of the murders? Oh, I take,
4: take one of my books. I read whatever they put out. If there's something somewhere that I can see that's different. I did go to the house, like I said, once. My daughter made a gift out of it. She took me there. What I, what I wasn't happy about, they would not let us go in with our cameras. We had to go back outside and leave them in the car. We didn't know that until we got inside.
0: Oh, when, when was yeah. this?
4: Uh, oh, this must have been about, I'd say, uh, seven years ago. Okay. Seven years ago, we went, We she had her camera. I had mine. My son was there. But he only had his phone. But still, get what you can get. And we walked around. And then when I, we went to the living room. They have, like, a little china closet. Mm-hmm. And I looked in it, and I have one of those books. That's my most cherished book, uh, uh, Fall River Tragedy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, with the hardcover. real actual book from that time. And believe it or not, I got it at a yard sale. That's incredible. You don't find stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I walked and into I, I walked into a used bookstore and got a private disgrace for like fifty cents.
4: Yeah, I think I paid four dollars for that book. And when you, when I opened it, it still had the little slot like it was from a library where you put your card mm-hmm. and they they stamp it every time you bring it in. And I'll, yeah, it came from a library. And I I don't have the heart to bring it back because the library is still there.
0: Yeah, but they, it might have gone out in a book sale. They might have, you know, intentionally sold it.
4: Yeah, but this this is a collector's item, Mr. Weinberg. It's from that day and time, written pretty, pretty, uh, pretty recent after that that those murders happened. That book came out. Um, I, my eyes came out of my head just when I walked into the house and saw that very same book in there. Of course, it's locked in there, but you can see it through the glass. Yeah. I said, wow, I have that book? Yeah, I have it.
0: They've got house some was
4: pretty nice inside.
0: They've got they got some great stuff over there. Leanne did a lot of work restoring that house to look like it did. Um, now it doesn't look as much like it did. They, they've made some changes that I don't a, agree I don't know with. Why? But
4: why the, they shouldn't have changed anything from the day it happened? Just leave it alone. Oh well,
0: you know? I mean, you had a private family. You know, you had, you had, it was yeah, a private residence for people living stuff. there. Yeah, so
4: bed and breakfast. I'm surprised you haven't done the bed and breakfast because you, you know, with the ghostly stuff, maybe you would have thought.
0: Oh, I've, I've been there uh, probably about 25, 30 times, but I just, never, the- I just never slept there I because yeah. I didn't oh. want to snore and wake everybody else up. So I would leave at like 3 or 4 in the morning. Yeah. Oh, wow. But I had a lot of things happen to me in that house.
4: I don't see how they can actually come up with any more books because what else haven't we looked at already? There is nothing new. There couldn't possibly be. Mm-hmm. I've got some uh, articles from newspapers and things that I've cut out over the years that are turning yellow now, but I just can't throw them out.
0: The only thing that has not been publicly released is there is the inquest that Lizzie did when she met with the lawyers and she told them everything and they wrote that all down and that is now locked away in a lawyer's office in Springfield. And I've actually called the lawyer's office to find out if you know they ever plan on releasing it and they said that attorney-client privilege goes on even in death and that they can tell me that there's nothing in there that would change what people think about what, you know, what happened and about what, what the outcome of the trial was. So they but say didn't that
4: they also say, didn't they also say that after a hundred years or something, when no other relatives are still living, that they could come out with her, this that
0: partic- have- this particular law firm wants to hold on to it. They said they're going to honor that attorney client privilege. Yeah, you
4: want to know why, don't you Mr. Weinberg? You know why you can figure it out because once that comes out, it's new information that might prove whether she was the killer or not. Maybe she said she did it. Who knows? And then the mystery is over. They're not going to sell nothing anymore no, once that, it's out, you know.
0: The lawyers, are, the law office claims that there's nothing like that in there, so we have to kind of take them at their word, I guess.
4: Nah, I trust nobody.
0: There you go. All right. <laughs> Have a good day. You as well. Take care. 508 996 0500. We can certainly talk more Lizzie Borden. Today is the anniversary of the Borden murders. Uh, maybe I'll share some of my ghost stories if some of you haven't heard them before. Uh, but right now, though, i got to take a break. Be back in just a few moments. And, you know, today is a good day to treat yourself, right? Maybe you're heading down to the feast and you're going to have some alisadas or some Madeira wine or carnage spit or whatever you're going to have. Then. But maybe, maybe you're not going to the feast today. You're a little worried about the weather. You're going to wait for Saturday or Sunday to go to that. Also, Don't forget about that flyover Sunday. You're going to have helicopters flying low. It's related to the feast parade. It's not, we're not under attack. It's not aliens or anything like that. But anyway, maybe you're looking for a way to treat yourself today. Well, let me ask you how you feel about something called the Bay Bun, a gelato panini that is a warm, sweetly seductive and bursting with flavor Imagine sinking your teeth into a warm, brioche bun filled with creamy, dreamy, frozen dessert. And not only is it dairy-free, it's entirely vegan. You can get that at Sorbet Frozen Treats in New Bedford. They craft all their frozen treats with the utmost care, and it is made with whole and natural ingredients to ensure pure goodness in every bite. So if you would like to try the Bay Bun or any of the other great desserts and treats that they have at Sorbet Frozen Treats, if you go to SeizeTheDeal.com right now, we are giving you $30 to Sorbet Frozen Treats for just 15 bucks. That's right. You spend $15, you're going to get $30 worth of certificates to go to Sorbet Frozen Treats and enjoy things like the Bay Bun. And when I've got some extra calories and some extra carbs and extra space to in my stomach to dedicate to it. I'm definitely going for one of those. That sounds fantastic. It's a literal ice cream sandwich. So if you want to check that out, go to seize the deal.com, click on the deal for sorbet frozen treats and get yourself $30 to sorbet for just 15 bucks. And you can get some other great deals there as well including $20 to Duke's Bakery in Fall River for just $10 where everything is gluten-free and guilt-free as well. You can get $20 to Sonic for 10 bucks. You can get $50 to Festiva Buffet for 25. And the mega deal for you, you can get $50 to Bacovino and Contorni in Providence for $12.50. That's right, $50 for just twelve fifty. Check it all out at seize the All right, that's gonna wrap up this hour. When we come back after the eight a.m. news, we'll be joined by New Bedford City Council President Linda Morad. And joining her will be Counselor at large Naomi Carney. We can get there to well, we heard Counselor Carney's take yesterday on South Coast now regarding the ballot question and how it failed and where the where the problems lie and what could be done going forward. We'll get Council President Morad's take on that. We will also talk, we can talk more with Councilor Carney about the charges that have been filed against her by Kelly Safiolis, an assault charge, assault and battery charge, after she knocked the phone out of his hand at the nip bottle ban meeting. Uh, you can read about that at WBS. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger